we'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for December 13th, 2015. And today, possibly one of the most horrific studies I've ever done, ever, uh, regarding Islam and the corrupt, um, totally satanic government that we have enabling them. And um, I'm talking primarily about America, but the, the same dynamics are most likely going on all over the world in other different countries. And um, we're going to give you just so much proof of that today. I, I, of course, you can look back at the other studies I've done on this subject. And I hate to have to keep reporting on this over and over, but this is something that appears to be the most imminent um, thing, dire thing that I could actually report on right now, and I, I can't not report on this. Um, so I, I, I'm going to try to get through this 26-page study today. It's about as short as I could keep it, and so I'm not sure exactly how long this will all go, but um, I'm going to try to get it all done in one night. Just before we get into this, and I have said these verses before many times, but before we get into the study, it's always good to have perspective. Um, as a born-again Bible-believing Christian, a believer's authority in Christ. And so, just to reiterate and kind of set the tone um, for the teaching, Isaiah 59, 19, So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west, and his glory from the rising sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. These are really good verses to commit to memory. Um, and the enemy's, the enemy's fixing to come in like a flood, is what I'm telling you, from every indicator that I'm seeing. Um, on multiple levels, the world government, the Obama administration, the most evil elements of Islam, even Russia, are jockeying everything into position. We're going to talk about Russia as well. Jockeying everything into position, particularly in the U.S. and I'm sure many other places, for a maximum cataclysmic attack of epic proportions to bring their order out of chaos. The 33rd degree motto of the Freemason, Ordo Ab Cal, which means order out of chaos, to bring maximum shock and awe. Um, that's what we're facing. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit, capital S, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord shall raise up, lift up a standard against him. Jeremiah 51.20, Thou art my battle axe and weapons of war. He was saying this to a person. For with thee will I break in pieces the nations, and with thee will I destroy kingdoms. God can use individual Christians mightily for his glory, I think is the point I'm trying to make. Psalm 60 verse 12, it's also said in Psalm 108 verse 13, Through God we shall do valiantly, for he it is that shall tread down our enemies. 
Now, I pray their souls be saved, those that can be saved. I truly do. I'm not here because I want people to go to hell. I want people to go to heaven. But the bottom line is, is narrow is the way which leads to life eternal. And few there be that find it. And these people are so bent on evil. And, and their minds are so darkened. They're so wicked. They're so corrupt. The people will, the, 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 whether we're talking about the Obama administration, Islam, It's it's hard to put it into words. Next verse. Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and the righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. So, that is a born-again Christian's heritage they can stand on this verse no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shall condemn i'm just saying god always preserves a remnant i'm not i'm not ever going to be like a lot of these other alternative media sources where it's purely doom and gloom i'm not going to give you any biblical perspective and i'm going to make it all man-centered like, okay, we've got to go out and, you know, lock and load and kill as many Muslims. I'm not, I'm not here to say that. Okay? Through God we shall do valiantly. For he it is that shall tread down our enemies. Okay, through the Lord. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through the pulling down, you know, these types of verses... Now, I'm not saying you don't physically defend your family, either. I'm not saying that. I'm trying to have biblical balance here. Um, not going one extreme to the other. Uh, and I've done whole studies on the, the biblical um, duty and right of Christian self-defense. The Bible says, He that provideth not for his, his basically his own house is worse than an infidel. And has denied the faith. So you want to go cower in a corner. If the Muslim hordes come. And I'm saying that's worst case scenario. But if it does happen. And have your wife and your children raped. In front of you. Well you're worse than an infidel. And you have denied the faith. Because providing obviously implies protecting as well. Key in biblical um either just even the word defense or self-defense it's usually better to do a one word keyword search when you do the um when you're searching for any teaching i've done i've got over a thousand now over a thousand parts up there so um a lot of times you'll get i don't know 15 teachings but that's not even all that i've done on the subject because i've covered the same subject different angles so many times but that'll get you a good start just one to two word keywords is about all i would use at contendingfortruth.com <clears throat> so again these are good positive scriptural verses to keep memorized to keep in the forefront of our thought pattern regarding this type of really really on the outside discouragingly dark information that we're going to be covering today 
But as a watchman, I have to do that, according to Ezekiel 3 and 33. If the watchman see the sword coming to the city, and he warn not the city, and the city be slain, essentially. I'm, I'm paraphrasing some here. You can read those chapters, Ezekiel 3 and 33. If the city is slain because the watchman didn't warn, well then, the blood of that city will be required at the watchman's hands. That's why watchmen's warn. I mean, that's not the only, I mean, it's obviously shouldn't be, that's the only reason, but that's, that's the warning God gives about it. <clears throat> that's all I call myself as a watchman, that's it. <clears throat> uh, Jeremiah 23, 29. Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh a rock in pieces? When Jesus comes back on that white horse, there's a sword. It's the sword of the Spirit that proceeds out of his mouth, essentially. And that's symbolic of the Word of God. It's the sword of the Spirit. Where do you... Where do you uh, the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. Where would that be manifest? From your mouth, because you speak. So. So it's not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. I just really think we're getting to a point where, I, I mean, I want to do this an another study on this whole UFO paranormal. I got listeners emailing me now, and I'm getting more and more reports of these things physically manifesting. People are seeing these things out in public. Long-time trusted listeners. Suffice it to say, I don't want to give too much away, but I'm getting I'm I'm getting more and more testimonies of these things literally physically. People are seeing them now. People are seeing reptilians, humans with full slits in their eyes. Had a listener the other day, this happened to him. Another very close friend of mine, that happened to them. They're seeing them literally. And it's not like they're contacts. It's like they're looking at them and they've got full reptilian slits in their eyes one second and they turn away for an instant and come back and their eyes are pupils. How do you explain that? Long time trusted listeners. These things are going to be coming out of the shadows as wickedness increases. But as wickedness increases, God's, God's grace and God's righteousness through his remnant will also increase. There's, there's Bible verses that go into that. So there will be a counterbalancing mechanism. And the remnant will be primarily the means that that will be manifest on planet Earth. Sure, God could just come back and wipe out all the wickedness and, and, and annihilate Satan and all the devils and demons and, and wicked people and throw them into like a fire right now. But that's not the way the Bible says it's going to play out. We're, we're to occupy as a Christian, as a good Christian soldier, until Jesus Christ comes back. That's what he says to do. So I'm, I'm just saying that I think we need to take on, from a spiritual standpoint, increasingly more so, more of a militant attitude. And I don't mean going out and blowing people's heads up. I'm talking spiritual. I'm talking scriptural. I'm talking these kinds of verses that I'm going over right now. I say this as much to myself as anyone else. I got these verses printed off. They're like around me right now. I have them in my organizer. I have them on the wall next to me. 
I pray Psalm 64 probably, I mean, I've done that for years. My life totally changed when I started doing that. And I know you could say, well, God doesn't like those, you know, rote prayers and, and, and this type of stuff. But you're, you're quoting scripture back to God in a prayer form, okay? I don't mean just going through the motions. And I'm not saying it's the only way you pray, but it is one aspect of prayer. There's so many Psalms that are basically prayers, so does that mean there's no merit to any of them because they're, you know, they're, rep they're repetitive and they're, you know, it's not like you're praying the rosary or something. You're praying the word of God. And the word of God is sharper than two -edged, any two-edged sword, able to the dividing of the soul and spirit and the joint marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the hearts. That's what the Bible talks about. I know I didn't nail that verse perfectly, but I'm just saying... It's what we're, we're in reference to here. I'm just saying that, that, that I think the body of Christ needs to adopt a very scripturally militant attitude regarding what's coming. Yes, you, you pray for souls to be saved. And, and, and we battle not against flesh and blood. So I'm not saying you pray that ever, all these people die. But I'm saying that... that when the Bible says in Psalm 64, but God shall shoot at them with an arrow, suddenly shall they be wounded, so they shall make their own tongues to fall upon themselves. And all men shall flee away and shall fear and shall declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider of his doing, and the righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust in him. I'm saying when the Bible says that, when it says God shall shoot at them with an arrow, why does that have to necessarily be a person? Because we battle not against flesh and blood. Well, it's a Spiritual battle then, yeah. So it's the devil's driving a person to do those wicked acts. Whether that's from demon possession and or generational curses like in Islam, I'm sure that plays a huge part because they're brought up in this hatred. And that's, I mean, literally I've heard that they, they literally speak to their babies while they're in the womb and all these hatred, oh, you'll kill the infidel and all this other stuff. And, and it's an absolute religion of hate. And when you when you pray something like Psalm sixty four or Psalm ninety four or Psalm ninety one, I think primarily you're asking God to deal with the spiritual aspect, the spiritual wickedness, because those things. Um, you know, can be bound up and cast into the abyss. God can subdue them so that they cannot work wickedness on this planet. In other words, if you just, let's say God wipes out a whole bunch of people, wicked people. Well, what about the disembodied spirits that were in those people? What if they just then go to their, their the next likely customer? <laughs> That's what they're going to do if they're not cast into the abyss or bound up in some way the reason i say the abyss is because that's the last place they want to go according to the bible when jesus dealt with uh, the maniac in the cemetery and they were they're, they're like don't cast us into the abyss this these spirits legion where they identified themselves they, that's the last place they want to go so that's the first place i would think of to send them. Because it's the last place they want to go. 
And I pray that when they do that, when they're cast into the abyss, that they will be there until they're then cast into the lake of fire. Because the abyss is going to be opened in Revelation. So I don't want them to get let back out then. And then I also pray that none would be able to come to take their place. I'm just saying to kind of try to be precise in prayer. I'm not saying I have it all figured out either, by any stretch. But we're dealing primarily with, a, you know, the spiritual aspect of it. So, let's go further. Um, Psalm 91, verse 13. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon shall thou trample under feet. And again, it's all really all Psalm 91. It's just a really good, um, amazing set of scriptures regarding the subject. 2 Timothy 1, 7, which would really apply a lot to today's teaching. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So see, what I'm reporting on today is fear of man-based. And the fear of man bringeth a snare. And again, almost all alternative media, and the Christian as well, is, is guilty of this as anything. Typically, you don't see any kind of preface before they get into horrific material. They just report on it. And a lot of times they don't even talk about, okay, what's the spiritual remedy? What, what are we going to do from a spiritual standpoint? What are our weapons? Prayer, fasting, quoting scripture. You know, there's, there's so many weapons of our warfare that they don't get into. And it's just like they, they, they put it out there and it's like, okay, well, we're going to have to just create more grassroots efforts and it's all man-centered and it's not. And they don't even talk about God. And, and what they're reporting on may be very, very true and valid, like what I'm going to be talking about today. But let's always bring it back to the Lord Jesus Christ, to his word, and his remedies in the Bible. And I'm not saying that because I think I'm so whatever. Like I said, I've, I've said before, if I got what I deserve, I get death and hell. I don't even know why God doesn't do it, honestly. Because I can't even stand myself half the time. I'll be honest, this stuff makes me mad furious i'm immersed in this all the time and the remedy for that is getting back in the word of god and prayer and you know but as a watchman i'm kind of you know it's kind of my deal to do this and i don't always i don't behave in an inappropriate way all the time i don't i struggle with temper issues to this day and we're going to battle the flesh until the day we die doesn't mean that it gives you a right or a justification but i think it's why paul said oh what a wretch of a man that i am who should deliver me from the body of this death the things that i shouldn't do that i do and the things that i should do that i don't do in romans i can really relate to that verse um so again i just want to I, I speak these things to to you as much as I would myself, I guess is the point I'm trying to make. Um, but God had not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. 
And then the Bible says in Ephesians 6.10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So that's something we should be doing like when we get up in the morning. Reading scripture, praying, at bare minimum putting on the full armor of God. You know, starting your day out like that. And in in uh, the, the tenets that are covered in the Lord's Prayer. You know, our Father out in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thank you. you know, those tenets. I'm not saying you have to say it like that, but the tenets. Jesus said, pray like this, basically. It's, it's, a, it's an outline, it's a template. Sure, you can say it. Yeah, absolutely. And to be in a constant state of, and I know this, this sounds maybe contradictory to all the stuff I'm saying a little bit because of the horrific times that we are going to be going into most likely shortly, but to have that attitude of thankfulness all, that, that, that is one thing that I don't have a problem with. I, that I struggle with things in my life. But that is one area where God has made it, I have no problemo, typically on that end, being thankful. Because I just look at like my situation, and I'm like, man, if I got what I deserved, I would have been in hell a long time ago. I mean, I... Man, how merciful God's been to me. I mean, I died. I told that story about how I died on that football field. You know, because I overdosed on that GHB. Before people really knew what it was. It was legal. You could buy it in a health food store. Me and my friend both. And I had I was the one that had him try it. Mixed it with a beer. And um had some weird chemical reaction with the carbonation that it normally didn't do. It was the first time I'd ever done it. And we, when they found us, the paramedics, they just happened to have a, thank God, an ambulance there. Bishop Rowe against Estero. <laughs> my, my old Catholic high school. In, four, in um, well, Estero, Florida is where it was at. Right in the football field. We, we were both dead when they found us. Flatline, that's what they told me. Me and my friend Jerry. And they had to defibrillate us back to life. And I woke up like three hours later and I, they had me strapped down. I had, man, I had a, uh, all that, every tube you could imagine other than the catheter, thank God. Um, and uh, yeah, it was like, it was like almost like I passed out and woke up a second later. If, if I, I don't know, if I went to hell, I don't remember it. <laughs> I wasn't saved, you know. But if I went to hell, I don't know, maybe God, I don't know. But I, I don't remember it. But um, that was just one, just one of the many, one of the many times I should have been dead back then. Driving drunk for me was like a pastime. That's what I did when I went out. I had to, if I went out, I was going to have to go all the way. I would be the drunkest one at a party. I'd be the craziest one there. I don't know. It was just me. That was what I did. Excess. 
I wasn't like drinking every day. It was strictly confined to typically about maybe one day a week. But when I went, I went all out. You know? And I lived for years like that. And I would get on the road and drive drunk. And I'm talking so drunk that I would have to call people the next day to find out what I did at the party the night before. Because I didn't remember anything. Granted, somebody should have probably been trying to stop me from doing this. I never never got into an accident. Never hurt anybody or killed anybody. I should have been in jail so many times. It's not even funny. I've been pulled over with... One time I got pulled over and I had literally a huge thing of like rum and coke on the floorboard. And it was a sting operation up in Gainesville. I was up there because I was going to go to Gators football, the college up there, party school. And move in with the biggest party animals up there. But God, I really believe, derailed that literally the week before I was going to move up there. And I, I went to chiropractic college. But they pulled me over and they're like, they got lights in there and there's all these cops. And it's like they don't even see the, the huge thing of rum and uh, coke between my, my, and the floorboard, my legs. I was just wasted out of my mind. Let me go. Got pulled over another time in my mom's car. I took a swing at the cop. I took a swing at the guy. I was so drunk I could barely stand. He grabbed the keys out of my hand. I took a swing at him. And I mentioned the name of one of my friends who, I guess, you know, they were a huge landowner in Fort Myers. And they, uh, they, um, that one name, I mean, I should have been in jail. I should have been, like, felony type, trying to assault an officer? Drunk out of my mind? He calls the guy up. He knew him. He came down there and got me, his dad. Same guy that died with me on the football field, his dad. He let me off. Let me off. One time, here's another time, I was going down the road and I had what they call a machine gun BB gun. Ran, ran off Freon. I don't even think I've ever told these stories before. I'm not saying this to glory in my shame. I'm telling you God's been super, super mega merciful because at bare minimum I should have I, I been in jail from all the times I did this. Drove drunk. You know, all and never ever one time got caught my whole life. I guess God had a greater purpose for me, and in his mercy, he spared me, you know, he spared me hurting other people, too. Driving down the road, but my friend, I had given him a machine gun BB gun, he's strafing cars with it. Now, granted, it's not going to kill somebody, it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's not like a, getting shot with a twenty two. But then, then we're going down the road, and he strafes a cop car. We're all drunk. Underage people in the car, case of beer in the car. I wasn't, I was probably only 18. They pull us over, three cop cars and some, I mean, it was, they were so angry. They wanted to kill us. And the girl that I was seeing at the time, they asked her who her name was and she said that and she said, is so-and-so your uncle? She's like, yeah, he was the process, he was like the district attorney or something. They let us all go. Underage people in the car drinking with a case of beer. We strafed a cop car with a machine gun BB gun. They let us all go. 
I have story after story after story like this. So I know a lot. I say all that to say this. I know a lot about God's mercy. And, and I am so many times increasingly so overcome with thankfulness to God. And really on an everyday basis. Sometimes the, it's just overwhelming though. The thankfulness that I feel to God for sparing me that I didn't hurt anybody that I didn't get thrown in jail or be in prison to this day, you know, I was, I was an absolute party animal. And, and I, I, I've never been arrested. Ever. Probably should have been arrested about a thousand times. <laughs> but I, I, God's merciful. So I, I think I, I say that to just end that part, you know, that, that I think that when you when you look at Romans one and it said when it talks about their their minds are being darkened and then it eventually ta- ends up talking about they God turned them over to a reprobate mind. And in that sense it's really in regard to homosexual activity, both male and female. But the first thing that started the slide toward this hatred toward God was that they were unthankful. That's the first thing that starts it. When you become unthankful. So, anyway, let's go ahead and get into our study for today, our lighthearted fun-filled little study that I have planned. Um, Okay, so the first report is entitled Obama Caught Running ISIS from the White House. Now, we've, we've documented over and over that the Obama administration had everything to do with the formation of ISIS and a lot of other terror, Muslim terror networks um, along the way. And I don't mean he was at their first charter meeting and he was giving them a pep talk, but I mean the he through various parts of I don't know, you would call them black elements of our government, black ops, that type of thing, made it possible for the formation and the funding and the protection of these organizations like ISIS. ISIS is just one of many. Okay? Uh, just like Bin Laden was a CIA asset and was trained here. I mean, it's, you could go on and on and on about this. But this is entitled, Obama caught running ISIS from the White House. How can we defeat Islamic terrorists when we're arming and supporting them overseas? The uh, Democratic Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard said recently, and she's a Democrat, she said it's a very simple concept in my mind that you can't defeat your enemy if you're arming them and helping them at the same time. It makes no sense whatsoever. Well, obviously it's not their intent to defeat them. It's their intent, Obama's intent, his handlers, the Illuminati, whatever faction of the Illuminati is behind Obama because there's different factions and they're not all in perfect harmony. 
Okay. Um, but they're enabling organizations like ISIS and, and these other terror networks to flourish. They're opening up the borders so they can come. They're, they're not vetting them. They're, they're making sure they get fake visas. They're giving them money. They're protecting them. They're purposely not bombing them. I mean, it's, you could go on and on and on in all the ways they're, they're being enabled. ISIS could have been wiped out so easily so long ago. But that was never the intent. With Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump announcing that we should put a complete stop to Muslims entering the United States, uh, drawing a strong contrast between himself and Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, and the majority of the other Republican contenders, it is becoming more apparent by the day that Barack Obama is actually running ISIS. A claim that most ANP readers like um, All News, it's, it's the actual report I'm, I'm quoting, All News Pipeline, a, a claim that most ANP readers likely already know, as we've been reporting on this administration's tie, ties to the apocalypse-minded terrorists for well over a year now. Fresh off Obama's speech from the Oval Office in which he scolded Americans over racism and guns at a far greater pace than he addressed Islamic terrorism. The second video below features retired um, United States Army Lieutenant Colonel Ralph Peters who gives Obama firm shellacking, uh, a video that caused Peters to be suspended from his Fox News job for using profanity on air. I, I can't really play it, but yeah. He has some choice words for Obama. Now, I remember, I always provide the links. This is going to be a PDF, a 26-page PDF. The links are all there. There's pictures within the report. So if you want to do more research, that's there for free. Like every other week I do this, I put up the, everything's for free. You, you get the audio, you get the PDFs, all the research out there, and you can go research if, if you feel led um, any of these subjects further. I mean, even with 26 pages, I'm just covering the... <laughs> I'm, I'm in the high points here. There's so much to cover. So with ISIS terrorists now found dead on the streets of America and California uh, because they had you know, killed these uh, terrorists in the shootout they had, uh, we also take a look at the mysterious $28,500 deposit that was recently deposited into this terrorist Saeed Farouk's bank account as well as reports from a friend of one of the victims who said Farouk threatened to kill Jews and was fond of saying Islam will rule the world. Now, I understand there's, there's other reports out there that are saying it was three um, tall white men that the eyewitness accounts said did this. So, you know, whether that's true or not, I don't know. The bottom line, what I'm looking at here, is that it's going to be the Islamic terrorists that do 100% truly have a absolute total hatred for America, for Israel, that are going to be used in order to wage this jihad, this whole, whether there's elements or factions of our government that is going in there and, and um, committing these crimes and then blaming it on other... I think it's going to get to a point, though, where you're going to have enough of these people in the United States where they're not going to have to do that anymore. Yes, maybe America's still going to assist them 
And that's a very good possibility. And I don't mean good. I'm talking about people that are, are wicked, evil, working for Obama, that are going in there. And a lot of times it's, it's, it could be private mercenaries um, that are doing this, that are, that are assisting the terrorists, arming them, making sure that all the doors are open and all they've got all their green lights to make sure all this happens. Yes, I, I believe it's probably going to be a concerted effort regarding that. Um, but the other, the other thing about the three tall white males that supposedly pulled this off, I, I hardly have even time to get into it, but I, I wanted to at least mention it. Yes, I'm aware of it. Um, but the bottom line is there is millions and millions of Muslims that are incredibly sympathetic to ISIS that are just as evil and that is their exact agenda as well. All they're doing is going by the Quran. They're to wage holy jihad or Islamic holy war against the infidels. And an infidel is a non-believer in Islam. So all they're doing is being fundamental to their faith. Their black devil death cult. And you know, I'm driving down the road if I have Sean Hannity on or something like that. I'm not advocating Sean Hannity. Obviously, there's things you can glean on the conservative talk shows, okay? Not meaning that I'm going to give them a rubber stamp and say, oh, yeah, everything that's, you know, I don't do that with Alex Jones, I don't do it with Sean Hannity or Rush Limbaugh or any of those guys. But he constantly has people on there that it's like he gives them a platform to spew all of their lies like this lady he had on the other day, and she's like, "Oh no, this doesn't represent Islam." All that you know about all these mass murders, even though it's happening every single day, even though there's massive amounts of of footage and in pictures and the mass beheadings and the genital mutilation and the and the killing of Christians and the raping of women and 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 you know all of the the horrific atrocities of Islam. And she has the audacity to come on there and and just over and over and over say, "Oh no." Islam's a religion of peace, this and that, and oh, this doesn't represent it. And I'm, and I'm thinking, you are such a fork-tongued liar. I said, if that were the case, why aren't you all, supposedly the, the, the non-radical elements of Islam, the, supposedly the majority of Muslim people, I don't care if you're Sunni, Shia, Wahhabi, whatever, why aren't you all out in force, in mass, protesting these things on a daily basis you're not you're basically silent about it you can say all day long that oh this doesn't represent islam you know what all i have to do is open up a quran and start reading to know this is exactly what the quran says to do and increasingly more and more your wicked evil corrupt imams other unholy writings from from uh, islam I know that's what it represents. And if you were really serious about what you're saying, you peace-loving Muslims, why aren't you out in droves protesting this, trying trying to make sure that this... Because you know why? Because you're just all part... You're all on the same team, ultimately. Here's, here's an aspect that, that people don't ever... I've never heard anybody talk about this. Think about this. If you're a Muslim 
you, you all pray to the same God. I don't care if you're Wahhabi, Sunni, Shia. I don't care if you say you're, you're peace-loving or whether you want to, you know, whether you want to wage jihad. They're all praying to the same devil moon God, Allah. The same pagan God they were praying to long before this was even Islam, known as Islam. Chick has, if you ever want to know about the actual formation of Islam, and I think I've got it, I probably got a whole teaching on this, but I, maybe if you can moon God, you probably find it at contendingfortruth.com. But that's the moon God. He was just one of the many idols in the that Blackstone Kaaba thing, and Muhammad went in there and destroyed all the idols but one and that was the last one the one he didn't destroy so that was their god and that's why they call themselves monotheistic it was a pagan devil fallen angel they were praying to before it was called islam and it's the same pagan devil they're doing just like christmas christmas what was christmas before what was it known before before it was ever known as christmas saturnalia it was the birth of the sun god tammuz but what the Catholic Church did is they came in and they changed it around to the birth of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Not the Son God, Tammuz, which was the byproduct of Nimrod and Semiramis' wicked marriage, all going all the way back to Babylon, Tammuz. That's what it's always been known as, Saturnalia, Christmas, the whole Yule thing. The, summer, the winter solstice is all combined into that. It was celebrated in Roman times as Saturnalia, and it was a time of great feasting, revelry, and unbelievable debauchery. Like, you could go and, and have sex with your kids, you could do whatever you wanted, you could do whatever disgusting thing you could possibly dream of during Saturnalia. It's what it always was. And, oh, don't take Christ out of Christmas. Christ, Jesus Christ, never had anything to do with Christmas. If you don't believe that, just key in Christmas and the keywords. I'm just giving you a tiny little cliff note on this. I've done whole teachings on this in how Jesus Christ could have never been born on December 25th. Why, biblically, that was impossible. Very easy to prove that as well. But that doesn't really matter to about 99% of the Christians I see. I'm not talking about my listeners, but, you know. But, but I, I say that when, when I, I talk about that, that w if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Saturnalia, which is known as Christmas now, was always a wicked, evil, debauched pagan holiday. Allah, before he was ever known as Allah of the Muslims now, who they call the same Allah that evidently in the Bible they call Allah God, like the God of the Bible, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They try to, to say Allah is the same God of the Bible, primarily Father God. He's never been that, never. He is the pagan devil moon God. That's all he ever was, and that's all he ever will be.
So when these people get up there, these Muslims, all these peace-loving Muslims, and they say, oh, this and this, and oh, we're, you know, we worship the same God you do, and, and he's a God, uh, what a lie from the pit of hell. Look at the fruit of Islam. There is no more religion on a mass scale that has more wicked, evil, rotten fruit. You don't see Christians, even if they're like Catholics, and they, you don't see them over there lopping off people's heads, raping everybody, having, taking chai boys, and, 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 and what they call them chai boys, and having them as their little sex slaves, having sex with goats, which is a big thing they do as well, you know, you don't see that going on. Now, I'm not saying there's not a gar lot of garbage going on in the Catholic Church. I've reported on that over and over. But I'm talking about as a way of life. By their fruit you shall know them. A good tree bringeth forth good fruit. An evil tree bringeth forth wicked fruit. The only thing Islam can bring forth is wickedness. So when all these people... This is the point I'm trying to get back to. They're all up there, and they're saying, oh, Islam's a religion, religion of peace, and this and that, and oh, this doesn't represent... Yes, it does represent you. And I don't also... Another thing I don't, I don't uh, buy is this whole thing about, oh, these, these are just peace love. I know a lot of Muslims, and they're good people, and all this other stuff. Listen, I pray to God their souls be saved if it be possible. But just remember, at the end of the day, those same good people are praying to the same devil moon god I just talked about that's been that way since antiquity. They're praying to that same devil moon god as all the, the ISIS people that are lopping off Christians' heads. They're all going to the same source. They're all bowing and praying to him three times a day if they're, if they're being good Muslims toward Mecca or whatever they do. They're asking that same devil for whatever they want to obtain. They're going to the same evil source. Ultimately, you know what that means? They're all on the same team. And you know what it also means? They're also ultimately being possessed and driven by the same devils and demons. Now, Yes, are the, are the same devils and demons that are in ISIS, a Wahhabist ISIS guy? Is that the same, um, are they to a higher degree of demon possession? Sure, sure. But ultimately, you know what? They're all on the same team. They're doing nothing to stop what's going on in the world. A ton of them are just flat out liars and they do want Sharia law and they do want global, global domination of Islam, whether they admit to it or not. This is another thing that, that drives me crazy when I hear all, you know, oh, this and that, and they're good people. And no, no, I, I don't view it that way. They're all being infested by the same devils. They're praying to the same devil. And it's the most wicked, evil, black death cult on the planet. And yes, I pray their souls be saved, those that can be saved. But just remember, when it gets bad, is there any other country that's ever been taken over by Islam and there was this big Muslim uprising to push it back and say, oh, no, no, you can't take it? No, it always gets worse. The ones that are there, the Muslims that are there that were supposedly moderate, you think, you think they're going to get with the program? Even if maybe deep down they don't really want that? Even if, I mean, I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's say they really don't want 
the, the full takeover of the Sharia law. You think they're not going to get in line and do as they're told? Because if they don't, then they'll be killed. They're all on the same wicked, evil team. It's a big Trojan horse. For people like this to go up on Hannity and for him to give them a platform, I've emailed him on two different occasions about it, saying, you know what, I don't want to hear these devils. And it's not like I'm sitting there listening to Sean Hannity. It's only like if I'm in my um, my vehicle going to run an errands, I'll, I'll have it on. But he consistently does it over and over and over again. He gives these devils platforms to spew forth their lies. I don't want to hear it. They're liars. Gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, you know, that'll be you know, just... We, we have enough brainwashing from the mainstream media. Conservative outlets don't need to be enabling that as well. Now, I understand, I mean, Hannity's a Catholic and this and that, and, and, and ultimately, he's probably, who knows, he's probably one of them. I don't know. But they're all on the same team. They're all on the same team. I don't care if they're Shia, Sunni, Wahhabi, whatever. And when the Mahdi comes back, they're really going to be all on the same team. You know? And the one thing that I think a lot of them share very, very much in common is an absolute total hatred of American Israel. And that's going to be enough to unite them as well. So, let's go forward here. Um, so this this... Saeed guy, the guy, one of the mass murders out in California, he took a $28,500 deposit that was recently deposited into the terrorist Saeed Farouk's bank account, as well as the reports from a friend of one of the victims who said Farouk threatened to kill Jews and was fond of saying Islam will rule the world. It's another very common theme. These people are given money. A lot of the, uh, I think all of the, the uh, supposed Syrian devil mostly male refugees that are coming radicalized devils they had fake passports money where are they getting this from you don't really have to look any farther than obama and the people working with them they're making sure that this is going to happen is the point i'm trying to make but how come we haven't been hearing about what all these things we're talking about from the lamestream media because they're all in on it as well here we have a, a picture and it's entitled sharia law sharia law is not compatible with the u.s constitution um i guess a muslim said that dr wafa sultan and it shows all these pictures of like one old lecherous old devil with it looks like about an 11 year old bride and then another guy after he just got done chopping off a guy's head and then another lady literally being buried alive. A Muslim lady. She's in a full burqa, the whole nine yards, and she's being buried alive. And she's about, oh, she's about halfway up, maybe up to the top of her stomach. And they're going to bury her alive until she's just totally buried. I mean, that's Islam. If the church, the 501c3 corporate whore church, I'm not saying they're all that but they are, if they're 501c3 they're a corporate entity of the government that was created by the government that gave them the right to exist yoked up with the irs in, in that regard could you imagine if if 
this type of message was actually preached in the 501c3 corporate or churches across America. And they actually mobilized all the Christians. But the problem is, is they're asleep. Preachers are asleep. They don't want to be political. They don't want to risk losing their 501c3 status, which could happen because you're not supposed to talk about these types of things. But if we mobilize, if people like woke up, and mo we could push this back. If people started praying and fasting in mass, and people got right with God, we could push this back in very, very short time period. We could expose it. The enemy's plans would be defeated because of the prayer and fasting alone. We have enough numbers where it would be no problem at all. There's a church on every street corner, basically, here in America. Yet hardly anything's being done about this at all by the church that I can see. It's just beyond pathetic. So going further, while the Obama White House insisted after San Bernardino that gun control laws will deter jihadists on terrorists, one terrorism expert said ISIS will laugh at Obama's gun-grabbing speech while every day more and more Americans are learning, uh, well, that was what he said, they're going to laugh at his gun-grabbing speech. Like they're going to obtain guns legally anyway. Or even if they have somebody in there to go buy them for them, they're just going to get, they're just going to pass the guns on. Obama doesn't want their guns anyway. He wants our guns. He wants them to be armed to the teeth. He wants the criminal government, the factions of the criminal government, I'm not saying all criminals, I'm saying the factions of the criminal government and Islam and every other evil entity out there to be armed to the teeth. But no other law-abiding citizen, especially if they're of any type of conservative bent, Christian, pro-life, pro-Second Amendment, pro-freedom of speech, veterans, returning, returning veterans, nobody like that. They're the, they're the source of all wickedness, according to Obama. So it says, and more and more Americans are learning that Islam is not a religion of peace, but a political system bent on world domination and destruction. 100%. Here we have a picture of the uh, CARE, uh, the uh, American organization, Islamic devil organization CARE, C-A-I-R. CARE leaders convicted of jihad-related terror crimes. They got all these pictures of these guys and gives their names. I'm not going to get in all the names, but it shows the picture of their names, and it says the Council on American-Islamic Relations, CARE, claims to be a civil rights group. In fact, it is a Hamas, uh, basically a Hamas in America. Radical Islamic terrorist organization, Hamas. That's all it is. CARE has ties to terrorism and intimate links with Hamas, and that was Senator Charles Schumer. And again, the, the government doesn't do anything about this either. None, you know, there are some some factions speaking up, and there's some really good sheriffs speaking up, but it's way too little. As reported back in late November, American Americans are sitting ducks unless we take out the terrorists before they take us out. And while we know that not all Muslims are terrorists, 
Um, we've also seen that so-called moderate Muslims are totally irrelevant as they are not putting a stop to the radicals. And again, I go way farther than that because it's not even a matter of being irrelevant. It's a matter of them being here as a Trojan horse to convince us that, oh, we're really a religion of peace. They don't represent us. Meanwhile, they're literally housing these people, funding them, they're, what they're doing is they're allowing them to come in under the cover of the good Muslims, supposedly good Muslims, so that they can establish a beachhead. And then when things really go hot, we're going to really see how many of them were really truly moderate. Because they're going to do nothing to try to stop what's coming. They're going to be cheering it along for the most part. Yeah, maybe there's going to be a very small percentage that won't be. But they'll get in line. Remember, they're all praying to the same devil they're all being motivated by the same demons, just some to different degrees than others. Remember, at the end of the day, all Muslims pray to the same devil god, Allah, the moon god. So that's something to keep in the forefront of. And, and I'm, I don't like to use blanket statements, but I hear nobody talking about that element of Islam. And every time I hear about the good the, all the Muslims that are good people and don't want this. That's all I can think about. That comes into my mind over and over. They're all praying to the same devil. As we totally understand now, peaceful Muslims are totally relevant. And I would say, by and large, they're a myth. Peaceful Muslims. Why would, they, why would you be a peaceful Muslim if you read, you read your Quran at all? It says to kill and slay and butcher the infidel. And to subjugate the, the women and the children and, and to, you know, behead the Christians and Jews and says it over and over. Why would they be peaceful? And some would even argue they're responsible for the radical Islamic terrorism as long as they continue to enable ISIS by not putting a stop to radical Islam once and for all in their own communities and countries. How can we defeat Islamic terrorism when we know that our own government is arming and supporting them overseas to help th uh, overthrow the Assad administration? How did America end up on the wrong side of the fight of this evil? Why does Barack Obama continue to import potential jihadis into America unless he knows exactly what he's doing? Setting up America for a major fall with countless Americans likely dead at the hands of radical Islam in our near future. Truth is, truth is not racism. And Sharia law is not compatible with any way of life in America. And it is not compatible with the U.S. Constitution either. If anybody wants Sharia law for America, it's clearly time for them to get out. If anyone thinks that they will be able to force Sharia upon Americans, they clearly have another thing coming, and it won't be nice. Each and every day we get more and more proof that this administration doesn't have America's best interests in mind. Oh, yeah, that's an understatement. And would rather see us dead. They would. I mean, that's ultimately the, the goal. Remember the Deagle statistics that we got into before? That unbelievable, massive population reduction that's coming to America by 2025? We got like nine years for that now. We're, we're in December 2015. We got like nine years left on that. We're talking, it was like a, like it was like an 85% or 80% reduction. And it was just America. That's what Deagle was predicting. They had all these insider... So just can't Deagle, D-E-A-G-E-L, I believe, if you haven't heard that study. I've talked about it on numerous occasions. 
governmental think tank type organization. Massive, massive depopulation of America in the next nine years is what they're predicting. I can see no other better way to do it than this. Have the Muslims carry a whole bunch of biological agents? Now we're talking millions dead. You can only kill so many people with bullets, but when it comes to biologicals, like anthrax, weaponized anthrax, which I'm sure our government will be supplying to them, false flag, dirty nuclear bombs, those types of things, you can kill millions easy. Set those things off, maybe set one of the dirty bombs off at a nuke plant. Now you've got Fukushima's going off all over the place. Poison the water supply, take down the electrical grid, that by itself is going to kill people. Or an EMP attack. So, <laughs> I can't even imagine what the next nine years are going to be like on the world, but in, particularly in America. ISIS is being run out of Washington, D.C. by our very own traitor-in-chief. How does America ever defeat Islamic terrorism as long as there's a radical Islamic sleeper cell literally in the White House? He's a Muslim. He was raised a Muslim. He admits to that. He talks about my Muslim faith. He's not a Christian. How could that ever be even be? The Bible says, by their fruit you shall know them. With Obama preparing to grab guns from more than 47,000 Americans on the no-fly list, because that's the next phase, they're just incrementally seeing what they can get away with, even though you could just have the same name as somebody on the no-fly list, and you get your guns grabbed. My dad did, and, and he was never he was never even really into this type of information that much. If anything, this type of information, he was aware of it because I was reporting on it way back, like, I don't know, late 1990s i started really looking at this stuff in earnest and they started putting out a newsletter way long ago um a christian and a, and that was before the ministry ever got started so i've literally been doing this now good probably good 15 years i'd say at this point i just didn't implement the audio part of the ministry until 2006 i think is when it started but yeah, he just had the same name as somebody and they gave him hassle every time he tried to get on a plane. So, yeah, they're going to they're gonna go after the 47,000 Americans on the no-fly list now, their guns. Many of them are U.S. Marines, veterans, congressmen, air marshals, journalists, and two-year-old babies. <laughs> two-year-old babies meaning the baby has the same name as somebody on the no-fly list. So, yeah, you know. We see a government that may be preparing to round up the red list and running, and that's the that's the kill list. Normally, they don't round up the red list while running ISIS terror campaigns directly from the Oval Office. This is the this is the position we find ourselves in. I'm totally out of time on part one, so we'll go to part two next. God bless you. Scott Johnson's 1,000-plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 
24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70 Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.